0: The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents In Their Distress Podcast Caring for Orphans Sacrificially Obediently Practically
1: Hi everyone, you're listening to In Their Distress
2: Podcast,
1: and we're your hosts, Matt and Helen. We're here with our 16-month-old twins, so you may hear them helping us out in the background.
2: Last time we looked at how someone can become stateless, and what it means to be stateless. While it sounds simple to say that a stateless person has no nationality, the implications of what that means are more profound.
1: Travel, work, and education are all restricted to the stateless person in most countries. And, where still, stateless individuals are some of the easiest targets for human trafficking.
2: The plight of the stateless may provoke a variety of reactions, from contempt to hopelessness. As Christians, our response must come from God's Word. So let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about statelessness. Let's begin with how God instructed the Israelites regarding foreigners.
1: First of all, foreigners were allowed to enter the land and live there. Foreigners passing through, or non-residents, were free from certain ritual prohibitions. However, both non-resident and resident foreigners were under the law of God.
2: Foreigners were free to worship the God of Israel with offerings. Resident foreigners could observe the Passover.
1: Foreigners must be treated justly. Private individuals were commanded by God, with no threat of civil punishment, to give food, clothing, and opportunities to work. This way, poor foreigners could earn a small income.
2: But were any foreigners restricted from entering or leaving the land?
1: There is no law distinguishing an illegal or legal border crosser. Once in the land, however, the resident, non-resident, and convert are distinguished. Some try to make the case that the difference between Zare and Gare is illegal or illegal, but that is not accurate. The two terms differentiate resident or non-resident. We'll explain this in a follow-up blog post if you're interested.
2: So what does the Bible say about statelessness specifically?
1: Since God's word has a lot to say about foreigners, the fact that the stateless aren't mentioned is actually indicative that this problem is created from not following God's law. Governments have stepped outside of God's word. They have set up tyrannical mandates, and by doing so, have created invisible people.
2: So how would God have a godly nation treat those who've been made stateless by ungodly leaders?
1: This is what we want to discuss next time, how a Christian nation should respond to statelessness.
2: In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. As we lay the foundations of what caring for the orphan looks like, we want to include real-life examples. If you or someone you know is caring for orphans sacrificially, obediently, and practically, please let us know.
1: You can email us at matt at or contact us through our Facebook page, In Their Distress. Thanks for listening to In Their Distress Caring for Orphans Podcast with Matt and Helen. For more, check out ReformedExpressions.com and ReconstructionistRadio.com. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. We hope you have a great weekend.
0: Thank you for tuning in to In Their Distress Podcast. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.